when was your last breakup? My last major breakup was in April of 2021. Don't kill me, y'all. It was on her birthday. <gasps> oh, that's whooping time. <laughs> Welcome to Heartbreak to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Baptiste from Rejected Hearts Club. And I'm your host, Sophie Delcor with Healing Soul Spiritual Center. And we do the heartbreaks so you can heal. So, Miss Sophie, I am so excited to introduce you to our next guest. I have not seen him in a few years. We met in New York Fashion Week. It was a blast. He is a very, very, very successful businessman. So, I'm so excited to hear his story. Everybody, welcome Chuck Holiday from Made Lifestyle Collection. Hi. Hey. I'm so excited to be on. I appreciate this. I really appreciate it. We are excited to have you on. I know just from us catching up a few days ago that you have been going through an interesting breakup. So let's just get right into that. I basically want to learn more about your past with your breakup. We're going to dig deep into red flags and things like that. So Chuck, when was your last breakup? My last major breakup was in April of 2021. Don't kill me, y'all. It was on her birthday. <gasps> oh, that's whooping time. <laughs> <laughs> the breakup happened on her birthday, but in reality, it should have been a year and change prior to that. And uh, one of the reasons why I allowed it to go on a little longer than normal was because we both were tied into a few businesses and relationships together, uh, business relationships. So for me, it was important to really uh, uh, put some clarity on those business relationships before the breakup, as I didn't want to mess up her businesses. I didn't want to mess up her interests. I didn't want to mess up her reputation. And I definitely didn't want to mess up mine. So I tried to work on that for maybe about six to seven to eight months. Um, I knew that a breakup was imminent. I, I did not. I told her at the beginning of 2020, I no longer wanted to be in a relationship with her. Um, I was not interested and I did not want to marry her. So I made that known. I made that known in person. Um, but I spent those months trying to make sure that the relationships were good. But what happened was the actual opposite. She torpedoed a lot of it. And the breaking point was during her birthday weekend. I did what you do for someone's birthday, especially a significant mm -hmm. other. And I went to go get cupcakes. She's vegan. So I went to another city to get cupcakes. I had a custom vegan cake made and I had a spa day planned for, as well as a, a small birthday gathering at a popular hangout. The birthday gathering, she almost kind of torpedoed from the beginning by finding out and then not and then wanting to go very late, which was not cool. Then the cupcakes thing, she tossed them somewhere in her kitchen and never ate them. I think she tossed them in the trash. The final straw was the spa day, uh, the spa day for her um, massage and a couple of other things. It was planned for that day. It was something that she really felt like she wanted. 
And then maybe about 20 minutes before her scheduled appointment, she canceled. The recommendation of her friends who were all there egging her on. Um, and they all basically urged her, if I'm not mistaken, to cancel. And she canceled that. And then she claimed she rescheduled it, but it was canceled. So outright. let's back up a little bit. So you mentioned that you kind of pre-planned a breakup for about seven, eight months or so because you knew it wasn't going to last or be your lifetime and your future. So if you already knew that, then why involve somebody in your businesses if you already kind of had that notion of lack of trust? Because we were already a couple of years in to some of these business relationships. And I'm very... I have a lot of pride when it comes to my business relationships. I don't really like to go out on bad terms. And I try to, at least in relationships, fair. You know, even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, you still ended fair. I didn't realize that she, at this point, just didn't even care. (laughs) And I think that was my thing. She didn't even care by this point. And had I known that, that she just didn't care by this point, then yeah, I would have ended it already. Did it feel like this is just a person that just likes to have a business for the sake of having that title of a business owner versus actually running a business? Because as you know, it's hard to run a business and make it successful. No, I think she has a superiority complex. And I think that deep down, she thinks that it's everybody else's issue but hers. And prior to the breakup, she had lost a considerable amount of clients. And I also ran her company website. So it was to the point that it was every two to three months, I would have to go onto the website to take clients off. And this was, this had become a regular thing. We're talking like a couple months here, a couple months there. I'm taking two, three clients off. I would add on a client. Then two months later, I have to take that client back off. I think that the birthday weekend was the breaking point. And when I had mentioned, I reiterated to her that, you know, I'm not happy in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And she basically responded with, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. I said, yeah, the writing is on the wall. The writing is on the wall. And I went ahead and broke up with her the, I want to say the late, night of her birthday. I know Sophie has something to say in regards to that's not my problem. That's yours. I know that you spoke on our last show about narcissistic behavior. Do you think that falls into that category? Hugely. Like you don't, you you don't do that um, without having some sort of a, a, a incredibly arrogant concept, but it's also, you know, that's also coming from whatever. And this is, this is the, what, defines the word, you know, narcissist, Mm -hmm. narcissism. It comes from whatever's deep-seated insecurities that you're trying to hide. Mm -hmm. So you hide it under this mask of arrogance. Mm -hmm. And then you also deflect. Very, very typical. You deflect all your actual problems. So that was a way of her basically just denying that she was a part of the this equation that was a problem. Listening to to you already and hearing the struggle she was having with the businesses, how things were going downhill, the dynamic um, already between the two of you on a personal level, and then the very odd decision to to do as she did with her birthday presents, because it's like you already disclosed what was going on. And 
as a selfish person, I don't know why you wouldn't just go to the spa for free. Um, I don't, I don't get that part at all. So that, that one doesn't even fit with a narcissist. That just is, is to me just sounds like immature, like junior high level stuff, not even high school. That's like junior high level stuff. When somebody says it's not my problem, it's yours. How did you react to that? You know, I sat there and I, my response was a meme. You know, you have the, the memes where they're just looking like, really? And then she told me, you need it. She said, you need a therapist, not me. That's you. The ones that are telling other people to get therapy are the ones that need it themselves. The ones that don't speak upon that, that are getting therapy, are the ones that are healed and fine, typically. So, again, projection all the way on you, it sounds like. But here's more backstory to this. And, and this is something that's an extra layer here that is a little bit of a revelation. She has a history with married men. And this was something that I knew before the relationship. Pause. Ah, what are you doing? This is something that I knew before the relationship. Now, for me, I... I I'm very big about synergy and ambition. That's something that is important to me, especially, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50. So that's something that you, even during, even the beginning of the relationship, that's something that's very important. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, she had it. It's an open secret in this particular city. It's an open secret. It's, you know, she's known for dating a couple of married men. A couple of married men? And you had that knowledge and that, you still moved forward with this person? I don't know what I was thinking. I don't <laughs> you weren't know what thinking. I, was thinking I don't do this type of stuff. But you did. <laughs> you know, I, I look back on it now and I think she caught me on a bad stretch. And I thought to myself, well, it, it, no offense here when I say this. I use, I'm from New York, so I date mostly city women. I'm, I'm big about city women or women who are kind of familiar with city environment. I'm, I'm not really used to dating Southern bells. I just, mm -hmm. she's a Southern bell. And normally I don't go out of my comfort zone, but I decided, well, I'll go out of my comfort zone. It can't be that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> I always say you need to change things up sometimes in order to find like the good and you change things up and clearly your situation didn't end up how you wanted it to end. So in the future, would you change things up again or are you going to revert back to the consistent of like a city girl or things like that? I'm probably going to revert back. I, I think <laughs> that, um, well, no, you know what? I'm in a weird place right now and, and I, I have no problem, you know, really just I'm 47 and I'm very business oriented. So I think for me, you know, at this point in my life, I'm very big about someone who is along the same lines, whether that's corporate, whether that's entrepreneurship. Um, it, it's got to be in, in some form. I'm not saying you have to be working 20 hours a week or 20 hours a day, mm -hmm. I mean, but just somebody who at least cares and values about their life from a personal and professional standpoint. And I don't think that this person did any of that. She couldn't manage her money. 
Um, it was just so much to get into. And the worst part about this was that she was also my publicist at the time. Of the and a publicist can take you down immediately. And she took me down clean. The fallout was ugly. Um, the rumors quickly started. This is, a, this is not exactly a large city. So the rumors quickly started that I had been cheating in Chicago uh, during Valentine's Day weekend, which was quickly debunked because we were at a, a art gallery event together and photos were taken. Um, and, and, you know, so that was quickly debunked. But this is a small city that thrives off of gossip. So that quickly spread. And because of my business being two thirds of my buyers being women, that killed my business overnight. Overnight, gone. Yeah, I went from to yep. yeah. I I still to this day, almost two years later, I still have not in this particular city. I have not recovered from that. But it made up in other cities. But in this particular city, I have not recovered from that. All because of a breakup. <laughs> Because of a breakup, and, and that was the least of my worries. Um, you know, she invaded uh, some of the private spaces of some of my other colleagues. Um, a, a long a running buddy of mine who had recently moved down to this city from New York to get into real estate development. She ambushed that woman at her complex, um, at, her, at her complex cafe. Yeah, it ambushed her, um, you know, basically almost threatening her in, in a very calm way, but threatening her. Hey, I live right down the street from you, you know, you know, you, know, you can't get anything away with me and, you know, stuff like that. And mind you, I was not dating this woman at all, um, but I had been seen with her uh, going to go get drinks because, again, I've known her for 20 years. So mm -hmm. you know, we usually she had just relocated back from Denver. She was in a bad breakup. So it was we go out for drinks and we were seen by a couple of the popular people and the word just, just got out. It was ugly. <laughs> so, did you realize you were going to get involved with somebody that clearly has jealousy tendencies? I did not realize it would be this. I didn't realize it would be that level of crazy. Mm -hmm. I think that you sometimes realize that there are, there's going to be friction with people. But then during maybe the middle of the relationship, when she started snooping into the business of people who I would speak to on Instagram and Twitter, and, and she would be all in the midst of these conversations. And, and then at one point, she would just go ahead and follow anyone who even remotely looked like a threat, um, even though they, it wasn't a threat at all. But if it felt, if I guess if the woman felt more superior, she's following them and is being extremely nosy. And that's not, I didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. So I, for me, it was puzzling. Like, like how, how is this happening? Because I don't do that. You know, I could have mm -hmm. easily have followed some of the model clients or the acting clients. And no, nah, I, I don't, I never got caught up in that once. So I thought that was kind of weird. And then... I think it was a blow up um, and she had mentioned that she was envious of a couple of exes and and certain other people who I was cool with. As you're listening to this story, if you're doing any of this or if you know anybody that is, recognize that these are 
massive, massive indicators that deep healing that is needed for the person who's doing this deep healing, not surface level deep. What he experienced is literally called emotional abuse. And especially Bingo. as it was going Bingo. outside of the relationship on top of it, that is very, very severe emotional abuse and it is incredibly wrong to do that to people because it is no different than physical abuse it is abuse bottom line so if you're doing things like this out of revenge you need to stop and go get help there is an underlying issue within yourself or if you know somebody who's doing this you need to approach them and talk to them about it as a loving friend, mm-hmm. family, whoever you are, and help get them healed. Because ultimately, that's the point of all of us on this earth is to mm-hmm. heal and grow. So please help them. Please help guide them. Okay? What he went through is wrong. And anybody else who's experiencing it, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Cut it I, out. <laughs> Cut the I, shit. I, I think for me, you know, I felt like maybe midway through this relationship, I felt like Maybe she'll turn a corner and change a little bit. Okay. Smack in the face. Yeah, yeah. All the time. You cannot change anybody. You can only change how you react to them. Change somebody that's already hurting you mentally, physically, whatever. It's never going to work. You have to change your habits and literally see the light. Especially someone who is at a certain age where they're just not changing. For mm-hmm. what you're not changing at mm-hmm. all. At all. Mm-hmm. And, and it got even worse. It, it it got worse. You know, at one point it even morphed into I made her feel unsafe. Oh wow. Every time I swear to God, this is a repeat story that I hear. It is such a manipulative thing that I absolutely cannot stand that females do to try to attack men. I'll say hey. did you I did you hear that, guys? Say I it hate it. I hate it when women manipulate a situation and exaggerate or lie to deliberately hurt a man like that because the damage you're causing is very severe for no reason. You're evil if you do things like that. And I will say that out loud. Please take that opportunity yet again to heal, to heal and be better than that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I actually I emailed her because my thing is hard copy now. So I emailed her, and I this was right after the cheating Valentine's Day rumors. And I said, "What are you doing? Like, like this is this is not cool." And you know, I helped her with a business. She had a separate, a second business that I was funding and producing for her. And she came over here to get the supplies. I said, "You can you can have the supplies. I don't want them." So she came over and got the supplies. You know, I had video cameras all throughout my place. Yeah, um, good. And that's when those rumors started. Um, you know, and, and it was just a shame because I don't, I've never, I even still refer to her business during this time um, because I'm just not going to be petty like that. But at some point, you come to a head. You know, mm-hmm. I think really for me, I was annoyed with myself. For allowing it to get to this point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't annoyed with her. I was annoyed with myself mm-hmm. for allowing it because I've never been in this type of situation before. Not with this type of person. 
never. So it was so new to me that I barely knew how to react, but I at least knew one thing to do, not acknowledge her publicly. And I did mm-hmm. not acknowledge the relationship or her publicly after the breakup at all. That's not healthy no, no. in general. Unfortunately, we still had to co-produce a podcast together. Oh my and God. She had agreed with the host of that podcast to not show up for the remainder of the season. She showed up and caused a ruckus on set and was heckling me and even the guest pointed it out. Now the host acted like he didn't see it, (laughs) whatever. Um, But then the guest started making a note of it. And then that's when the host spoke up on it. And we were eventually kicked out of our sponsor uh, studio space um, because of all of this. And, you know, at some point, you just have to kind of come to grips with reality. But she didn't. She still just kept going on and was just throwing just about every rumor you can to stick. But I remember the host telling me during our ride home, and he said, you're wrong, Chuck, for not acknowledging it publicly. Acknowledging what, though? What exactly is he saying acknowledge publicly? And why would you be wrong? I'm still okay. trying to figure that out two, almost two years later. Um, but he, he, he almost basically gave her an out by saying, well, by me not acknowledging her or the breakup, that it's fueling her to continue acting like this, almost as if he's, it's justified. Yeah, that's exactly what that statement means. That is called manipulation. And that tells me that actually... Um, he is in an unhealed space to be so agreeable as well. And um, that person needs needs help. Aside from, it also sounds like um, being defensive of his podcast, whatever it takes to fix his podcast. And if that means placing that blame on you and manipulating the situation while talking to you about it, in order to save his own ass is what happened. The podcast never returned. He claimed it would return. And I had already made a statement that I, I'm not returning to the show at all. I'm not coming Which back. is fine. It's not healthy. You can't put yourself back in a situation that's going to cause the dramatics. Like you need to remove yourself from all of that. So what would you tell guests today about one, mixing in your business in relationships that you already are kind of uneasy about? I think that the business mixing can work to a small degree, but you really have to learn who your, who your partner is and how they react to the small things first. Mm. I think that's something that I overlooked. I really overlooked it. And I did not realize the significance of overlooking the small things until it started happening major. I think it can maybe work to a small degree, but you have to understand how your partner reacts to the little things first, because that goes a long way towards where you're looking at when something crazy happens or something out of nowhere happens and to see how they react. We also say that people need to define terms in the relationship where it's like business is business. We shut it down at X time and our relationship are two separate entities and we need to balance that out. 
Absolutely. And I think that we did that to a degree, but because she has such a superiority complex, she overrode everything and pretty much started injecting her personal feelings into relationships. Like I run a video, I run a video network and I produce and film and edit a lot of the content on that, that platform. And she pushed for me to let her be the publicist of this, this network. Mm-hmm. And I resisted for three years and I allowed her on. I said, okay, I'm going to, you're going to do this. And, and I, I gave a very big <laughs> prayer in advance. And she came in and torpedoed that network in six months. That is disgusting. In six months. You know, I built up that platform in eight years and she torpedoed it in six months, including the podcast that we were working on with the guy that we, we just mentioned. She killed everything. <laughs> and I and that was when when that happened, maybe two to three months later, that was when I had said, hey, I don't want to be in this relationship with you anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not working. I'm not going to marry you. This is not working. And then that was when I began that process. I Looking back on it, um, I'm mad at myself more than I am anything else because I mm-hmm. allowed for this to happen and I watched all of this and just allowed it. Mm-hmm. But it allowed me to also reflect, to know that I can't do that anymore. Never. And your business, your business is your baby. You literally just watched something that you grew for eight years go away because of somebody yeah. else. Okay. And this is another thing for everyone to realize because you had to live it. Oh my gosh, Chuck. Um, You need to watch what's going on as you're learning somebody that you're dating or you're in the beginnings of relationship with because how they handle multiple facets of their life and how they treat other people is exactly how they're going to treat you. There is no difference if if you've known them to be a cheater. This one was, you know, dating married men. If you're watching them fail when it comes to their job or their businesses or they're having problems with that, all of that is going to seep into exactly how they're going to treat you. Your relationship will not be done differently. And it's because there's established behaviors and belief systems now that permeates through every aspect of life because there's only one individual in each of those situations. Mm-hmm. Or it's like when people say, look at the how people treat wait staff. If they're exactly. treating them like assholes, then all, they're going to treat you the same way. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you ignored so many red flags, so many red, like everything you're saying. Right before the breakup happened, I totally forgot to include this. And this was when she had mentioned to me that from a business standpoint, I'm unmarketable. From a personal standpoint, she only dates certain kind of men. She only dates attractive men. So it's very hard for her to work with me because she only dates men with locks. And, and from a business standpoint, I'm unmarketable. I don't have a look that, that works with her clients. She only represents good looking clients. So when I heard that, I said, what the hell are you dating me for? <laughs> if that's the case, if you don't, if you feel this way towards me, why are we dating? You still stuck with this person? No, it ended, it ended, that was when I said, okay, 
this is going to end. And that's why I ended it a month later on my birthday. I wanted to at least get past the birthday because I felt that maybe I was just being a little too nice, but I just felt like I'm not going to just do this before, but let me just get the birthday thing over with and then end it. Again, I think the, the lesson here is that I allowed myself to not put my foot down in this early mm-hmm. and just ended when I should have ended it, which was mm-hmm. when I had told her I was checked out and didn't really want to be with her. Yes, that should have been the breakup civil conversation that should have ended right then and there because once you did end it, it turned into crazy pants that affected your business. Still to this day. That's what I really want to talk about, actually, is what's going on right now. How are you feeling right now, too? Mm -hmm. What's your mental? I'm good. I'm good. Now, it it took me about three months, maybe four months, to really process why I allowed it to get to that point. I didn't really care about the breakup itself. But I was really trying to process, why did I allow this to get to this point? Mm -hmm. And that took a good four months, maybe, before I got into the next relationship. And it's it's something that you really kind of go back and forth with yourself about because you're thinking, okay, I should have been ended it. But then at the same time, you're trying to think about the other things, too. And for me, I was really so focused on business Mm -hmm. that I should have just ended it because she didn't care. What would you tell the audience? (laughs) I'm just so dumbfounded by this whole situation, especially when it comes to business, like I do not play. So what would you tell anybody listening? If you're going into business together, what are the first signs that you need to either, do you need to draft up contracts or how do you feel about that going forward? No, you just need to firmly establish something early on, whatever is being said needs to be said very early on and it needs to be stuck to. I think that you have to have that conversation with the person and your own self Mm -hmm. to establish what you're going to do early on and stay to it and not give in. I gave in and it just torpedoed everything. Both of my businesses suffered from that, I'm just getting out of the 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 gravel, sort of the rubble, so to speak, from the craziness with one business, and then you know, May Lifestyle Collection is good now. And your business had to heal too because of a breakup. Absolutely, yeah. we all as men kind of get into these relationships, and and when we know that it's not a good look, or when you feel like you're on death row, that's the term. Mm-hmm. When you feel like you're on death row. Um, people, particularly men, we accept it and we classify it as normal. It's not normal. Nobody should be subjecting themselves to this. Mm-hmm. No, because I've never dealt with anything like this before this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I did not deal with anything after this relationship mm-hmm. like this. Never. It was only in this particular relationship. Do you think that will cause you kind of relationship PTSD? Like that's a traumatic situation that not just affected your business, but affected you as well. For me, no. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't have this in previous relationships. 
And because I, because I didn't have this in previous relationships, it was new to me during this one. And I had mentally checked out of the relationship already. Mm-hmm. And I tried to treat it as one of one and not looking ahead and taking out this person's issues on the next person. I, I really, was, I did not want to do that. That's, that's a wonderful take. It's something mm-hmm. I've said on the show previously, how important that is um, to really understand each individual as an individual. And that's why you shouldn't take what, you know, your fears from a previous person's actions and project mm-hmm. them on somebody else in the next place. Also, why it's very important for you to make sure that you feel healed enough to understand that before you jump into the next one, whether that's a matter of a couple of days or a matter of a few years or whatever it takes um, to to get better. Absolutely. Yay for Chuck on that one. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) We as men, we feel that, you know, we'll just get over it. And it, it it took a few months for me to really process why I allowed that to happen and is this normal? Is this going to be normal? And and it had to come to me really coming to my senses and saying, no, that's just that person. So what would you say to people that will go against the whole men and things like that, where it's like, well, what about her story? This is just his side. What do you think people might say to, and to defend her story versus yours? Um, That basically I was cold and things like that. Nobody could give any other thing. I, I don't cheat. I don't do that. I'm, I'm too old mm-hmm. to do that type of stuff. But her friends did a great job of damage control. They painted me as as a little... They painted me as essentially crazy and painted me as um, strung out. That was the thing. Strung, I was strung out. Um, and no, I, I wasn't strung out at all. I think I was just surprised. Stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you did sit in that as long as you did? Like watching yourself outside your body experience these mental abuse situations. Well, I know I became miserable mm-hmm. uh, socially. And speaking to my friends after the breakup, Everyone said, yeah, I stopped inviting you to events because you look completely miserable. Wow. That's not good. Why is not? Why are people not saying anything during? Because, you know, when I see something with friends, I speak out and tell them. Same. Have have you actually, actually forgiven yourself yet for allowing it to happen? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. And that took that took almost a year. Okay, that's what I did. But I did, yes. And sometimes you have to look at things as what can you learn from it mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. than what do you regret from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I allowed myself to learn from that and to know now going into that next relationship to have wider eyes open. And to act on certain things that logically does not make sense and to spot narcissism early on and, you know, superiority complexes, there's no room for it in any relationship, you know, with anybody. 
No. So those are the things that I knew right away I was not going to allow um, in general and just even have that around. But it took a year. It took almost a year. But I, mm-hmm. I did forgive. And like, look, at the end of the day, you want to see people do well. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully she gets married one day. I don't know. Something has to happen because what I'm dealing with still from that camp, and I say that camp because I'm pretty sure it's others acting in on it with her. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's no room for it. You're basically saying like, oh, I hope she moves on and has a successful marriage. This is where I used Absolutely. to say there should be Yelp reviews for exes yes. because you're preaching or manifesting marriage for this person. But what if she takes the next person down? That's not cool. You could leave your little relationship Yelp review with a red flag. And if people want to continue to go to that restaurant with your ex, they have that choice. I know, but now she remains undistracted. She needs a new target is what he's saying. That's horrible. We're putting somebody on the front line. She needs a new target. Somebody's on the front line. Chuck's saying his businesses were torpedoed. Like we can't, we need to protect these guys at all costs. I've accepted it as normal only because I've gotten so used to it now. So Sophie, I feel like that's kind of a trend with guys that kind of go through these situations. You and I also are married to people that were with some crazy pants. And yeah. it's the same thing that Chuck's saying where it's like, I thought that was normal and or I'm sticking in something because we have children or I'm sticking because I don't really know what else to do or I don't, or I don't want to hurt these people's feelings. At what point do you not want to hurt your own feelings because somebody is literally treating you like dog shit. It's absolutely not normal. Fellas, <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, listen, I know that the there's, there is a, a very typical stereotype that women are just emotional. You know, it has to do with our, you know, our menstruation and all this stuff. <laughs> And yes, there's going to be a certain physical aspect that, yes, that, that, you know, will be a little bit more so around something like that. But what he is describing, which unfortunately is common, that is not actually normal. That has to do with the mental health of the individual as a human being, not as a woman um, and not as a woman coming out of a relationship because we do women also can experience very crazy stuff in their own ways. And it can get very scary on our end because men sometimes will go about different ways that can be a bit more um, safety, scary kind of stuff when they go that route. It's just kind of this, the commonalities of of the stories that you hear. Um, But all in all, no matter what, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman at all doing anything like this post relationship or even uh, within it, if you're just being vindictive, that's mm-hmm. a problem with the human being at a heart level. Um, if, if we want to all of a sudden get really specific here um, in my world, there is a direct problem with the heart and sacral chakras that affects your ability to love yourself, your passions, and also to express love outwardly. 
there's there's a problem within that. And there could be a multitude of things that happen. We all have different, go through different traumas and blah, 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 that can cause those blockages to take place. And that uh, prevents somebody from being able to heal while the, the blockages remain. And mm-hmm. that's what this person's going through on their end of it. And that's what anybody is really going to be going through if they choose to behave in such a way. So this is not normal. Mm -mm. You should be able to get through a situation like this with another person, no matter who that person is. It doesn't matter your, your gender, sex, uh, you know, preferred partner type. uh, None of that matters at all. It's, this is human to human period, Mm -hmm. human to human. You, you, you're very, very unhealed if you're taking actions against somebody in this kind of a fashion. If there's problems with the relationship and you need to end, obviously there's problems. You guys needed to end and it still needs to end. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh my God, it's still hanging on. Like you, you need to just move on. You need to go in and self-reflect. It's okay if the relationship doesn't work out. It's perfectly right. fine. The energy of that relationship, by the way, is its own own energy that is unique when two people are together, unique from their own separate energies as individuals. Mm-hmm. So if that relationship energy needs to dissipate because it's not good, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Move on, learn from it, learn about yourself mm-hmm. and move forward, especially because that person's not your responsibility anymore. It doesn't matter. You are what is important. You, not the other person. So this, th- you, it's not normal, men. It's not normal. If a relationship doesn't work out, I don't care who did the breaking up with who we, and especially when you're looking at this kind of an age group on top of it, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like move on with life. We don't even have enough time on this earth to Mm -hmm. be wasting time on this. Okay. So let's just kind of throw that one out there. Don't waste your life on dealing with this kind of stuff when you don't act on it early they treat it as it is accepted and normal it's because you've then gave them comfort with that behavior yeah you so it's like Bingo. okay well, he's not doing anything it's like a child you keep enabling a child to do bad things they're going to keep doing it because there's no consequences so Absolutely. there is no and, consequences and, for this person that you dealt with and she's still doing bs it needs I, to you stay. know i'm more annoyed i'm more annoyed with her friends for not calling her out but that's Look, not your you. problem that's not your problem to worry about let her her friends that's two peas in a pod they're mm-hmm. all the same, and they're not calling her out on her BS. She needs to be somebody for herself right now because clearly it's not working where she's spewing out this, I'm going to say, evilness towards other people. And like Sophie was just saying, it's like, what did you say, Sophie, with your heart chakra? If whatever, that's not released. Like She needs to mm-hmm. do some inner healing a thousand percent before bringing on this evilness to other people and ruining other people's lives. Because again, your businesses have been greatly affected and you're a businessman. Your position too, and also coming from my world, um, you know, the fact that there's this much activity that's still going on, whether or not that you like it actually does not matter. 
what that does is it actually creates an energy cord that's established between you and this person and it remains. Mm -hmm. So she can continue to affect you. Um, because we work on, on in my world is something also called cord cutting. It's energy cutting to initially get rid of that energy supply because literally that's keeping that connection. You need to cut it off. Mm -hmm. Now, what needs to go with that though, is that you'd have to be able to find a way to cut her off. So whatever you need to do on security measures and the whole bit, so that way she can't get into any of your stuff anymore and be able to literally cut her out of your life physically as well is extremely important. And the reason why I say that is every time you make a, there's this contact back whether you want it or not, if it, if that contact occurs, that energy cord just got reattached. Yeah. And that's something I did not want. Um, I've even gone as far as to not want any association with her, even in name or anything. And even with my video business, I changed the company name so that way I can avoid mm -hmm. the Google searches with our names being attached. Now I even went as far as to even change the name of the company altogether the video uh, uh, business, um, just so that way I'm not associated with that uh, because of the business clients. But I agree with you on that. And, and and I actually did that within that first month. I made sure that everything was disconnected. There was no ties. I don't know how she got into my Google calendar. I don't know how she got into my meta business suite. I'm still trying to figure this out. I have two-factor fa two authentication. I don't know how this happened. I don't know. It's if it's complicated, she knows somebody. If it's not complicated, then it's probably something simple that somebody can help you with, but they just ha need to have the wherewithal to be able to mm -hmm. help you with that. I would definitely get some help on that end because you you need to really cut those ties and and an individual like this absolutely will not stop until they recognize the problem within themselves. And somebody like this, especially being this active, has not and probably won't for quite a while. Although if for some reason, if this person is nuts enough to figure out that this podcast is a, on the internet right now and mm -hmm. finds it, my name is Sophie. I am a Reiki master mm -hmm. and I actually help with these problems and I actually can help you too, by Good the way. Job. And as much as this person ha you know, has continuously attacked you, I don't care if it's they haven't physically done anything, they're attacking you is what's going on. Um, that that person's still on their own lifeline and needs to figure out how to heal in order to become a better human being, because that's mm -hmm. the point of us all being here. And so if that person needs help in doing that, that's what I'm here for. That's exactly what I do. And I don't care what you've done. Just come to me when you're ready to heal, because then I, I know and you know you're ready to move forward. So let's do this together and I'll help you. Interestingly enough, one she had a she had a therapist as a client. I'm not surprised. And I think the therapist dropped her. Also not surprised. We were at we were at an event together, which is an award show in the city. And she could have sat anywhere in that award show. She was seated about 20 feet from me and heckled me the entire time in front of 200 people. And I allowed it to go on because I wanted everybody else to see, because prior to that point, everybody was making excuses and was saying I was exaggerating. Now you're watching no. her heckle me. 
you know, and and everybody watched it front and center. And even these same people that that justified it, at some point they had to stop once the footage started going out. See, I think it's a shame that it even had to get to that point. That's like people screaming for help or saying like, no, this person's treating me a certain way. But it's like, no, that person, they're so nice. They could never do that instead of believing the real victim in a situation. So it sucks that you literally had to be at an event with this person next to you, basically, for other people to recognize their horrible behavior. Not cool, not good. Listen to your friends when they're literally telling you something. Again, I'm a person that I trust everybody until you give me a reason not to. And right then and there, if you're coming to me saying like, Jamie, man, this girl's crazy. I'm going to tell you, don't even go to, don't put yourself in that position. There's no need. The, and that's, that is very true. That exact point. You don't know how crazy people can get. And this, and the exact reason why that's the case is the people who are crazy have a very, very wonderful way of making sure they don't look like they're crazy. Mm -hmm. They know how to perform. They know what to say. All of that. It's part of the, basically kind of the prototype of a broken individual. It's manipulation. Mm -hmm. So that's you mentioning that she had a therapist as a client. That therapist was a trophy for Mm -hmm. her. That therapist left because I can guarantee you that therapist knew that he or she was a trophy Mm -hmm. and wasn't about to put up with it. All of this is possessive. Mm-hmm. It's obsession. It's obsession clear through and through. And that could be very problematic. Um, you know, I've unfortunately have some experience that's gone way beyond this. Um, so, and that person on the outside seemed completely normal, mm-hmm. very intelligent, nice person. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's exactly what your experience is right now with her. Still to this day. I, I mean, I'm literally nervous about what's, well, not nervous, but I, you know, you don't know what's next. I mean, it's, it's always something at least once to twice a month, sometimes once a week. It just depends. So. And I don't think we talked about this. Uh, you ended up moving to a, another city with her from. Yes. Yes. I ended up moving to her home city. Um, mm-hmm. midway into the relationship. Oh, I see Sophie rolling those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I God, moved, buddy. I, oh. I moved to the city. I moved to our home city about midway in. And I want to <laughs> say four months after moving into this woman's home city, I figured it out right away. This is not a good look. She moved you into the lion's den you know, highlights, short spurts, you know, and when I moved to this city, it was, I'm watching and I'm saying, hmm, I really moved here for this? Wow. And you don't, it didn't kick in until maybe four months later. And I said, nah, this is, this is not it. This is, what did I do? That was my first step. What did I do? And you still didn't listen to your mind. Mm, No, I I defeated myself on that one. I didn't listen. And I really felt that, oh, it just, I don't know. I I didn't, I I let, I let myself go on that one. And it it took me a year to really come to grips with, with that. Wow. 
to kind of wrap this up, what tips would you give to the male community of what to look for within a, should I say a narcissist or would I say mental abuse or what are some tips for people to look for and what are your tips on how to heal? I would say definitely the things to look for right away is people who don't want to meet you halfway or appear to give the illusion that they're willing to meet you halfway and they'll give you what what they they'll throw you a bone where they'll do one and then that's it. I think that that's something that is very telling and sometimes behavior around people's friends uh, uh especially business friends towards you is 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 loud it says a lot i think the things about healing um that people need to really understand is that you have to separate yourself mentally from that situation to allow yourself to reappreciate yourself and to also reflect on that and not beat yourself up for it you know, you have to take something out of that and really learn it, look at it as a lesson learned, but you cannot take that baggage to your next relationship. You cannot do that. Everyone's different. You can't do that. And you're also robbing yourself of that chance to learn how to love again. And I'm just grateful that I took it as a learning lesson and allowed for myself to love again and to really start one-of-one again and not bring that with me and apply that to the next person because that's what you don't want to do ever (laughs) (laughs) so tell the good people where they can find you where they can shop with you and all that fun stuff i am across social media as chuck holiday and as with two l's um, and from a business standpoint, I am under madelc.com, um, which is the uh, men's accessories brand. And, and of course, the video platform is sweet929.tv, and that's S U I T E 929.tv. Yay! Go awesome. find him, everybody. We yeah. have some watches from him. I'm excited for well, everybody. Thank you. Here. I appreciate Yeah, I appreciate you. I really do. Um, and I have to send y'all some stuff. I have to send y'all some new stuff. I have women's stuff. <laughs>